Welcome back to the AOT Chronicles and Attack on Titan podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Ronnie. And I'm one of your hosts, Chad. And today we are here for Season 3, Episode 6, Episode 43 of Attack on Titan. Sin. Oh, nice. Stepping in there. Uh, let me just say, great episode. Yeah, baller of an episode. We got a lot to talk about, so uh, just get ready. You know, Get your head right. We're going to dive into this one. We're going to break it down. The only way that Ronnie and Chad could do... Do you have anything else you want to add before we let's get right into kick it? Kick it off. Let's kick off. All right. So Aaron is chained up in Superman's Fortress of Solitude. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. that's just where he's at right now. And uh, Crystal walks up. This is exactly what happened at the end of last episode. Ripped Aaron, by the way. Yeah, he's looking good. Yeah. He's uh, you know, he's on that same diet plan and workout regiment that Mister Friendly Nice Guy's on. So he's. I might need to change my waifu list after seeing him like that. He's looking good. Um, Mikasa must not be shoving as much bread in his mouth because you can't look like that with so many carbs. Oh, yeah. I mean, the rigorous training they've been through, the li- the little food they have, you know, the the little diet they have just really shows off his the, abs, man. The, uh, the Triscuits that they eat oh. on top of walls, yeah. He's just looking tasty. So Chris is glad to see him awake, and he's glad to see that she's okay. We got a nice little bonding thing going on here. She tells him that her father, get this, he's actually a friend of the Scouts and has been protecting the walls for many years. That's great news. Oh, Even awesome. She does go on to mention, she's like, yes, okay, it is true that he has been a problem for the Scouts before, and his people did indeed kill Pastor Nick. She was saying that like it was a bad thing. That was what even made me like this guy more. I was like, so it's Lord Rice that I owe money to. I've been I've been trying to give it away, but I yeah. just don't know who killed Pastor Nick. So it's well, now he I know. seems to have a lot of money. He rebuilt that chapel, okay? With yeah. his own money. She says, uh, he didn't have any other choice. It was for the sake of humanity. So Lord Rice, after this, you know, um good introduction, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> up for you to decide good or bad introduction he comes strolling in saying he wants to explain Aaron's not paying attention to any of that he's got no clue how long he's been out he's trying to figure out you know what he's what has to be the biggest feat in architecture this world has ever seen where he's at right now I mean this yeah, and, is and then he even says that he feels like he's been here before yeah he's concerned with why the walls are glowing and the fact that he can't tell whether it's day or night night like you said. Doesn't know, if, or he feels like he's been here before, but can't put his finger on it. Because he's chained up. That's actually what I think he meant. I think he just meant, I've been chained up before like this. Like, what was Mikasa doing then? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, she was shoving bread in my mouth. Uh, yeah, that's what she was shoving. So, um, Rice tells him that it's the first time that he's been here, but it's not weird for him to recognize it. Krista tells her father to explain it further, and, you know, I just thought that was a great idea. He says, yes, but first, uh, let's go up there and give him a back rub. And And she really wants to after seeing how ripped Aaron looks. And uh, once they, you know, start rubbing that back, absolute pandemonium takes place. We get a bunch of flashes of memories or, you know, whatever you want to call these. Here we go. First, we get a vision of what appears to be a younger Lord Rice and family in this exact location. 
a girl with black hair biting her hand, that girl then in Titan form, a vision of that damn basement key, which, you know, stay patient, I'm sure we're going to get to whatever that is next episode, probably. We're going to the basement. Aaron staring down the needle of what we can only assume is his yearly flu shot. You know, it's It's important. Yeah. You know, especially in these times, you want to make sure you're up to date on all vaccines. Except, uh, I will say, it looks like one given, once given to him, he becomes a titan that we haven't really seen before. This is not Mr. Friendly Nice Guy. This is uh, a child titan. Aaron looks like a very young lad when he turns into this thing. He, um, he looks. Well, it looks a little bit like Shane, like last episode, was all I'm going to say. And then let's not even, um, let's not even front. I mean, it's on screen. We, we're not going to try and dodge it at all. Aaron eats his father. Yeah, they, they're not trying to hide this. He holds his, dad gla- his dad's glasses after, you know, he turns into that Titan. Not trying to hide it, but I will say every, so many things were happening so quickly the first time I watched this. I got caught up on kind of the earlier stuff where I did om- kind of miss that he ate his father and it was right there in front of him. You know, you got the, uh, he's holding the glasses, he's crying. Yeah. Really well done how they kind of revealed that to us, I thought. So Aaron snaps out of his 45 second flashback and now he's going to need well, 45 years of therapy. His scream out of that flashback, the voice actor of Aaron is just phenomenal. Um,. Love it. Shocking that you love it. Uh, yeah, that's why I said he's going to need 45 years of therapy. That was a lot to take in so quickly. Lord Rice asks if he remembers his father's sin, and we go on to the opening credits. Hell of a cold open. This is where the title Sin comes from. Good point. Hey, <laughs> great job. But yeah, hell of a cold open, best since the pilot, I think. Can you... I can't even... It's rare that they do cold opens in this show, but do you know what a cold open is? Yeah, it's when like they do an opening and it's kind of it looks cold in there. It looks like ice. Is that yeah, what you mean? Yeah, yeah. So, so that's what it looks cold in here. Uh, the first episode looked like a little chilly on that day, like mm-hmm. it was fall. You know, windy. Yeah, yeah. No, but I do completely agree with you. Having that entire flashback, mind fucking, especially the first time seeing it. Like you said, you kind of missed it. I did too. I, I didn't really. There's so much going on that you're like, did that? Is that implying that he ate his dad? Yeah. And then it definitely is, though. Yeah, they further in this episode, they're really going to make it clear. So Krista's back on the farm. That's where we come out of the credits from. And this made me happy. She actually had someone to be nice to her. And then that awful crack whore of a mother, you know. Yeah. Good she thing was that terrible. Bitch is dead. Yeah. Um, it does kind of make Crystal look bad, though. I mean, she made it seem as if she had a bad childhood, but this young lady, I mean, she's holding her tissue to blow into. Seems like a better caregiver than even 80% of parents today, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. I always, you remember when you were a little kid and someone held a tissue for you to blow? Um, well, my mom never did that for me. Well, I mean, I was trying to be serious. I always thought it was much harder to blow if someone's holding a tissue for you. <laughs> it's a hot Ronnie take. I've also got a pretty good sniffer on my body, so I didn't have to do that that often. You don't have to lie, by the way. I saw your... You literally did it here today. 
your mom came, you were sniffing a little bit your mom Why strolled on that? over because you're acting like you're so hard i'm tired of you f- being such a yeah, faker i blew my nose on her freaking face that's what i did no she's got some pocket kleenex the ones that are really small and every time you actually blow into them they're way too small so it gets all over your hands and gross you gotta go to the sink but that's just that's nasty talk so let's just keep going and then you just put it in your pocket and your pocket gets all slimy people know what i'm talking about those tissues are way too thin they are here is something she calls her historia by the way so historia and once again how old is krista here she looks like a young... Do you? Here's the thing. They have to tell her later on that her name is actually Historia, whereas she looks to me to be completely old enough to remember her name as Historia. Do you believe that they wiped her memory somehow? I do. Yeah, well, actually, we get you know on why? That. Yeah, we get to that here in a second. Because 30 seconds later. Krista asks what it means to be ladylike, and they point to someone named Krista in a book. I mean, so many. This is why I'm confused here. We got Krista over here. We got Historia right here. What do we call her when she's not Krista her Historia? Jesus Christ. Farm girl. Farm girl number one. Oh my God. It's so confusing. I, no one. I'm now in my notes. Usually it's Krista. I just started calling her Historia out of nowhere because I'm so confused. <laughs> Historia says she wants to grow up to be just like this woman, and she seems very concerned, but then also very touched, just, you know. Uh, so this woman was great, but then she has to leave, so maybe Historia did have it pretty rough, so I apologize for uh, for jumping the gun so quickly there a second ago. Historia is a good girl. You need to... Yeah. You need to loosen up a little bit. Well, you know, let's, let's see how she handles these next couple episodes. She was, uh, Historia was having that memory while Aaron was having his, apparently, because, uh, she's kind of snapping back into reality, too. Then talking to Lord Rice, she asked why she's just now remembering all that, and that she never was truly alone because that girl was always there for her. So now, wow, okay, so now I want to go back and take back my apology from before, because it sounds like she had a top ten childhood of all time. This girl was always there for her. But, big asterisk on that. <laughs> you know, I mean, she got books. She learned how to read and write. What more could you ask for? She has short-term memory loss. Lord Rice says she most likely is talking about her half-sister, Frida. Uh-huh. And then claims that she was probably erasing her memory to protect her. <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's a real give and take, this relationship. Yeah, it's... Imagine like having like the best childhood ever, but you couldn't remember any of it. It um, it's it's rough. I mean, Krista asked where Frida is now so she can thank her for that best childhood ever. Because it was just you know she never knew her name. She couldn't remember if she could read or write. It's, it's it was like Frida wiped part of her memory out and then left parts of it. So it was like. So sometimes Krista would remember how to read, and then there'd be a three-month stretch where she forgot how to read, and she forgot how to wipe. Oh my god, it's very—I mean, <laughs> confusing. Lord Rise says that she's no longer in this world, so she's, she can't thank her for the best childhood ever. Will you chill with your awes over there? Sorry, this is just a sad backstory, dude. I cried. She this had a whole great episode. childhood. Did you not hear that part? It was perfect. He said that he had five children, but his wife and all of the children were killed five years ago by none other than Grisha Yeager. 
Yeah. Strap it on, Chaz. We're going back in. What? Strap it on. Okay. I'm strapping. Pete, some people say strap in. We say strap it on. Strap it on. So Grisha had the power of the Titans. Lord Rice says that he didn't really know Grisha, but his goal was to steal the power the Rice family possessed. We get a shot of Grisha stabbing himself with what looks like one of uh, Connie's butter knives from earlier episodes and transforming into a Titan. Yeah, he does it the most, like, terrible yeah, way to the do worst. it. The worst. Why would you just stab straight into your hand? You know, some people just do a real slice baseline it. slice cut. Yeah. And then for some reason, the Jaegers, we got one that just chomps meat out of his arm, and then the other one just stabs through his hand. Stabs through the palm of his hand. Like, Ugh. what is he doing? Um, so this is still Lord Rice talking. He said, the power of Titans resided in Frida, and she too transformed. Her Titan was superior to all others, but she did not have the experience to properly wield it. Therefore, we then see Grisha ripping arms off, biting necks, just what really. What a hairy-chested man, too. What is up with his Frida. Titan? He's got a cool Titan. Yeah. He goes on to talk about all the children and how Grisha stopped them and smashed them, and we're seeing all this pretty rough. But just, uh, here's the little fishy part. Miraculously, Rice was the Lord Rice was the only one to get away. Yeah, his father of the year here. His fat shit self somehow ran away from a titan yeah. that just smashed his whole family. <laughs> like what? Yeah, a little whatever. And then oi 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 oi, Kenny. Oi, oi. He strolls in. Gotta love Kenny. He says, uh, don't know what you guys are blabbering about in here, but we got a bunch of shit going down out there. And he sums up basically just the last few episodes for us. Lord Rice tells him to take his squad and guard the entrance. And we get to the calling card, which is yeah, yeah. the Titan Scream. Among those with the power of the Titan, some have a special scream. While the female Titan can use a scream to control pure Titans, the royal family's Titan has a similar ability and is believed to possess the power to alter human memories as well. OP as fuck. That's like... Uh, one of the best calling cards we've got in a long time. Yes. <laughs> really good. It made sense. Good job. So, uh, wow. We come back, and this is why we needed to strap it on, because it's getting a little kinky over here. Zachary informs one of the head scumbags from the throne room that from now on, he will be consuming all of his meals through his asshole. Yeah, this is... <laughs> This is one of those scenes that I wouldn't have minded if they just didn't put it in the show. <laughs> what? What are you talking about? Oh, man. This guy is just an ugly bum. You dude. were saying earlier that you thought, well, this is where people got to decide if they believe you or not. You said from the first time Zachary's on screen that you thought he was a little sketchy. But that was after you watched the entire series and knew that, uh, you know, he was doing this sort of thing. Well, yeah, I didn't want to mention that earlier on because I try to forget this part of the episode. This comes out of nowhere. <laughs> he, uh, when he's talking about how he's been working on this for years. I guess he's really meant last episode when he says he couldn't stand these bastards and pigs that he really could not stand these bastards and this, pigs. I mean, this, is, this was so wild that, honestly, another one of those things where I kind of forgot about it. 
<laughs> like, yeah. Because now, I mean, now that I've you know podcasted about it and gone over it, and it wasn't just a nice, quick little fifteen-second uh, scene I saw. Every time Zachary's on the screen now, this is what I'm going to see for the rest of my life. Jeez. <laughs> that sucks. I know. It really does. Pixis walks up to Erwin and tells him that he's hearing Erwin's father was right. That the Rice family must be able to alter people's memories. You and know Erwin just got a huge heart on when he heard that from Pixis, too. <laughs> he, uh, I don't know, because I mean, I feel like... Erwin has just been living that way for a long time. If anything, I guess he's happy to hear that other people are starting yeah, to buy into someone else. But yeah, they're able to alter memories, and certain bloodline, certain bloodlines are immune to the effects. He goes on to say that if they manage to get Aaron's scream, the uprising that just took place last episode, well, that's going to be all for naught. Well, that okay. Going back to what you just said, though, certain bloodlines aren't affected by it that's kind of that was a huge reveal too because it's like who actually is not affected by it we have no idea at this right point. and that's probably that's pretty big because if someone is not affected by the titan powers like who could it be and see we're gonna get even into that more either this episode i think it might be next episode so he goes on to say at least zachary is getting to torture a few of these people but then goes on to say he doesn't understand that man yeah, neither do I, buddy. Pixis <laughs> says to think he dedicated so much of his life just so he could do that. It's like a real, uh, it's a real Dexter drama drama series. He became he became part of the police force just so he could kill murder serial killers because he was a serial killer. And he's gonna hey, he's gonna parade them around the city too and let uh. others see. Great guy. Irwin says. Uh, you knew about that? <laughs> and Pixis says he's the kind of guy that values the lives of others over his own, and the reason he backed Irwin was because he believed him to be the superior choice for humanity. He says, had the government been the correct choice, he would have been prepared to fight Zachary. So, this is just, you know, Irwin and Pixies are like two of the only good guys near the top of this whole which Zachary is kind of a good guy, too. We got a lot too. of dirty cops. Zachary is dirty, but at the same... Well, I mean, you could say that about Erwin being a shitbag occasionally, but he is a good guy when it comes down to it. But even Zachary, like, as weird as he is, he's kind of a good guy. Well, maybe. I mean, what did he really, what did he really do? He Other just, than being in a position of power when all the chips fell because other people put the action into plan, he jumped on board, you know? Yeah, but he could have just not jumped on board. Yeah, but I don't, I mean, how would it have mattered? I don't know, man. Don't know. I feel like, uh, and the reason I say this, Pixis is in control of the garrison, which is always kind of felt like that's where the most people are. And obviously Erwin's in charge of the scouts. And while Zachary is in control of all of it on a grand scale... What do you think people are going to do if Pixis or Irwin says something to the garrison or the scouts or Zachary tells them for? You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. like he's in charge, but is he really? Yeah, people are definitely going to be more willing to listen to Irwin and Pixis yeah, yeah. than they are that guy. So Irwin gets notified that all the troops are ready, and Ronnie's quote of the week, quote of the episode. Whoa, okay. Uh, 
humans will continue to fight one another until the day there's one human or less. Love it. I, I dig that one. Because I feel like it says it is, it's true. It depends on how you look on life. And it just so happens that I've got a, uh, a really dark view. Whoa. Do you? <laughs> hey, man. You know? Trust me, I know you have a dark view. I just feel like... You would be Zachary if you were in this show. Am I saying that people suck? I'm yes. I'm just saying, you would be like Zachary, you would only care for yourself, and then if people start doing the work for you, you just hop on the bandwagon. You, know, you, can, you can compare me to a bunch of people, but at this point, do not compare me to Zachary, because I would never feed another man his meal through his asshole. Alright? Let's get you, one thing straight. What would you do then? Just not feed the guy? Yeah, I would just be, you know, I would be cruel, but in normal ways. Okay. So we're going to get Aaron and Historia. That's you know that's the plan at this point. They're heading to the chapel. Levi's group. They're heading there too. He's warning Levi. That is is warning them about Kenny and saying that with Kenny, you know, with his weapons, he's even more deadly than Levi. Which I think he's just you know being humble right there. No one's more deadly than Levi. Kenny can go f himself. See, and we're gonna talk about this later on. Put a pin in that. Okay. Because I'm kind of mad about how the show handled this. Oh, wow. Yep. Connie claims, Connie claims that uh, that that means what Levi's telling him, and they don't have a chance. That's how much he respects Levi and his skills. And Mikasa, on the other hand, she's not. She doesn't like hearing any of this. She's, she's like, did he say Aaron? <laughs> <laughs> Sasha asked Levi how he came to live with Kenny. And instead of just answering that question, he turns to Mikasa and asks if uh, some relative of hers, or if it's some relative of hers since his last name is Ackerman. This is good stuff here. We ha- Have we talked a whole lot about this? We have not. We've How talked all three... a little, not much. So she says that she heard stories of her father's family, the Ackermans, being persecuted in the cities. Her mom was Oriental, so they weren't welcomed anywhere but she never figured out why the Ackermans were persecuted. Levi asks if there has ever been a moment where power awakened inside of her, and she says, just like basically every day. (laughs) Just basically anytime someone says Aaron's name and he's not near me. She's like, oh yeah, something awakens inside me when I hear Aaron. (laughs) (laughs) I definitely get some sort of tingly feeling. Levi said Kenny was the same way, and Levi had also had those moments. With the whole, when did you realize that at least Levi and Mikasa's last name was Ackerman? Kenny's kind of a new character, so. It took me a minute. I feel like I I feel like I knew it, but I didn't really catch on. And then when this hep- episode happened, I was like, oh shit, how did I not? Yeah. I've, I've like, they've mentioned this. How did I not even catch it? And then the fact that Kenny's last name was Ackerman, too. Now, the weird thing is, once I realized that, I thought it was going to be a way bigger, well, a way bigger plot line, at least, than what it ended up being. I thought that they were going to reveal some sort of, oh, Levi is actually Mikasa's brother and this and that. Whereas, you know. At this point, nothing like that's happened. It's more just they're from the same lineage, maybe cousins mm-hmm. or you know removed cousins. But right. So, I thought it was cool how the Ackermans do have some sort of thing going on, but it also didn't take it where I thought it was going to, and I'm fine with that. I, it was just my in- immediate reaction when I was like, "Oh shit!" Like they're siblings, yeah, they're or siblings. they're you know. But we'll see what all happens with the Ackermans. 
We go over to Kenny, who uh, at this point, he's flashing back to the bedside of a man who asked him if he's been killing military police, to which Kenny says, yes, they are in the ground, which this is a pretty long flashback because Kenny looks much younger. He's not rocking mm-hmm. the same facial hair. He says that uh, a lot of the Ackerman family has moved south, but someone is interfering with their business there as well. He asks what happened because the Ackermans used to protect the king, but now the whole family is on the verge of extinction. He asks this man who we come to know is his grandfather what he did to piss off the king. He said that the Ackermans aren't hated by the king. They are feared because the king isn't able to control the Ackerman family. Oh, so we get a little insight of uh, the scream that we were talking about. Mm Mm-hmm. He talks about the king passing down the power of titans from generation to generation and how they wiped the memories of everyone except a few noble bloodlines. There were two groups that turned their back to the king, the Oriental clan and the Ackerman family. So Mikasa's just got both of them running through her. Yep. Kenny also mentions that he has a sister that he found and she's Preggers. Just, uh... Prego? Doesn't doesn't mean a whole lot. Just thought I'd mention it. <laughs> but Kenny has a sister, and you know, uh, Levi's squad arrives, and so we're out of the flashback. Obviously, we see some of Kenny's squad preparing for them. One woman warns the others about Levi. She gives a little speech. The interesting thing to me was that she talked about how they all chose to join the military police and joined up with Kenny. Armin says we are good to go, and Levi asks if everyone is ready to get their hands dirty. End of episode. Get their hands dirty. We we need some uh, human on human action here from our our well not cadets anymore, but right our one hundred fourth. I want to see some bloodshed. I want to see some torture. Yep. So that was a lot of shit. Let's break some of this down. I just kind of got through it so we could talk about it in a okay. freelance way. So. Um, while I was taking these notes, I knew this, but I didn't know this. I'm just now reading it and realizing it. I was going to say, I, I can't remember exactly. He said how that she was in a brothel, right? Or do we need to edit that out? Is that next episode? Or No, I think that was this episode. Okay, I was about to say, he says she got pregnant in a brothel. So she's a whore. Well, maybe by, maybe not by her own decision, but... Right. Yeah, She. he mentions that, yeah. She's living in a brothel. She's the whore. He told her to get rid of it. She said she was keeping it. So Right. Um, so there's that. Mm-hmm. And then there's also this whole... Uh, the Ackermen seem to be one of these noble bloodlines that can't be controlled by yeah. these... And, uh, and I love how he says they're feared by the king. I love him mentioning that part because... If they're so-called feared by the king, how is he so close to Lord Rice, who is actually the real king, and why is he not necessarily feared by him? Right. Yeah. I. We'll play it, because this is a non-spoiler cast. We'll, we'll play kind of um, safe here. More stuff's going to get revealed next episode, and we can talk about even more of this in a uh, more extreme way. So with that being said, is there anything else you want to touch up on here? Yeah, I just, 
I don't want to see Zachary doing those shenanigans again. That really seems to be bothering you. Are you okay over there? I don't like being fed through my butt. Well, I mean, I'm not saying that I have been fed through my butt. I'm saying I don't like seeing being fed through. And my I'm butt. not saying, or I'm not saying that that's a, a bad take to have. In fact, I would very much agree with you. It just seems like you're kind of emotional. You kind of, it's like you got your whole energy went down. You're coming off that cold brew high. You just seem do very you, phased. Do you get? Do you poop from your mouth when that happens? Um, no. Okay. So where do you poop? I think, uh, if anything, it would just cause, you know, bathroom problems because you got some stuff trying to go out while other stuff's coming in. What is he feeding him, do you think? It's, well... Potatoes? I mean, let's be honest. He's going to have to mush it up. We don't have to talk. I mean, you seem... Although you seem curious, too. I can't... Like you think he chews I it up and get then a good he gives gra- it I don't him? think he chews it up. Okay. I'm just wondering. I don't... I don't know where he's getting all. I mean, these you got to go back from. and watch the episode. He's been working on this for years. He said he's got an entire contraption that's like. I mean, that's where this guy's been the whole time. He's just making this contraption. Yeah, he's just <laughs> locked up in his room. He's like everything's probably being taken. Pixis and Levi, they got a good handle on this. So I'm They're just like, gonna. Zachary Walrose has been breached. He's like, hang on one second, and he's just hammering away at this thing. Do we know the commander of the military police? The commander of the military, Niles always Niles kind of the big the, captain, right? Um, he, who is he's the, not? I mean, he's not the commander, is he? No, I, mean, I he, think he's just like the top captain, like they, Levi is. Yeah, like I don't think they've called him that, but he's always kind of the one that's. Huh. I mean, he was in the throne room. Do you think Zachary's like the commander of that and of everything? That Maybe. might be what it is. He yeah. wears two two hats. He's the, yeah. Uh, he's the coach GM. He's the yeah coach GM. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I just thought that was interesting. A little thought that I had. I do want to get to my hot milk take. This, okay, uh, let's hear it. You really got me off of last episode. If you only want to hear about Attack on Titan things, this is probably the time to walk away. Who knows how much uh, how much conversation we really have about this milk subject? If you do choose to walk away, send us a uh, an email at the podcastchronics at gmail dot com. Subscribe. Subscribe on YouTube. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. You know, we only have three reviews. And while I don't think we're doing crazy numbers, Chad, I will tell you, I do think we have more than three people listening. So, yeah. Be great if we could get some stars over there. But enough about that. Let's get into this milk. So, you know, those commercials that are like, they were more popular when we were even in school, I think. But the Got Milk. So, 20 years ago? Yeah, the Got Milk, uh, I don't even know what you, like, ad? Got Milk, yeah. Advertisement. Um, what? You still see those commercials every now and then? You've seen them? They've dude, got like I, a, I'm not going to lie to you. I haven't seen those commercials in what feels like years. No way, dude. Yeah. Okay, well, how about this one? Have you seen? Nope. It's like Al Horford. He He's, uh, he's sponsored just by, like, chocolate milk. Okay, yes, I have seen that. I don't know if that goes into the same thing, but I promise you, the Got Milk advertising thing, it's still out there. I've seen commercials okay. recently that's just like basically drink milk. Who's, <laughs> what company is that? Is that just the milk industry as a whole chipping in to just be like, yes, I don't care if it's Mayfield milk. I don't care if it's, you know, generic milk. I don't care if it's this milk. Yeah. We just need people drinking milk as a whole. Who's just, paying for those advertisements? <laughs> Am I not wrong? The I, gut I milk you, yeah. ad scheme 
what? Because it's not like Mayfield or anything like Who that. Who's that? Right? Benef- that's just like me being like, I don't know. Listen to podcasts. <laughs> or we just sponsor potatoes. Yeah. Like- <laughs> just eat potatoes. So like, whose potatoes am I eating? What? Who's paying for this? So you're telling me it's not Mayfield or it's not like True Moo? There's never a brand on Think about the got milk. There's never okay. a brand that's specifically sponsoring it. It's just milk. And I'm so con- I've been confused about this for a long time. I don't understand it. If you've got answers, please send it to me. I will admit it's not something that I've ever Googled to really try to get to the bottom of. But it's really... God, milk. That's a good one, dude. I haven't even thought about this. The commercials. I mean, how many... You go through middle school, high school, you got posters that just got milk. People are trying to get you to drink milk. But what milk am I supposed to be getting? Mom, I know you just heard this. Do you have any take on that? She... I mean, she drinks a lot of milk. Okay, she's not even saying, God, this bitch is so fucking stupid. Whoa, my God. Let's just keep talking. What an idiot. So, I guess the milk thing didn't last as long as I thought it could, because it just seems like a lot of unknowns. Just really stresses me out, because I don't know who's trying to make me drink milk. I do got milk. And uh, another fun fact about Ronnie that you always love to bring up, when I was like five or six... Five or six, yeah. <laughs> Try like 13 or 14. Oh my god, I was not 13 <laughs> or 14. When I was a young little boy, my mom, who, by Aaron's the way, age have, a, have a great relationship with outside of Chaz over here, used to um, warm my milk up in a microwave and, uh, and Chaz... feed it to you when we were in Chad, middle school. No, it was just normal milk. I did indeed have milk. I got milk. And you bring that up to this day. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because I like my milk cold, all right? But you know what? That's a fun fact about Ronnie and Chaz right here. I like it cold. If you're listening to Chad right now, I love my milk cold. And I love it in the refrigerator. I take it out of the refrigerator. I pour it in my glass. And I don't put it in the microwave. And how about this? After I got past the age of seven, me too. I don't. You where act are you as, coming up with these six and seven years old? Because this was because not, I'll tell you, I'll tell you why I'm coming up with it. Because the only time I ever drink heated milk was from a sippy cup. <laughs> I've never, I've never once in my life heated milk that did not have some sort of hot chocolate aspect to it. We'll have to talk to your that, mom about this one. <laughs> that was not through a sippy cup. What a, I, I just feel like we were a lot older. I just remember we were definitely not in diapers. I know that. Weren't in diapers. I would agree with that. We weren't wearing Power Ranger underwear. I know that. Well, you weren't wearing Power Ranger underwear wear anyway because you're a fake fan and you just made me believe that you like. Power I should have worn them and I should have shit in them because that's what I think about the Power Rangers. <laughs> yeah, you're just a real, real jerk. Um, so if anyone else was drinking warmed up milk at the age of 14, please let us know at the Podcast Chronicles. Yeah. But we already did this. I'm no, not doing that again. Please let us know. Please let us know that Chad is right and always drink your milk cold because I feel like Ronnie still drinks his warm to this day. All right, keep going. Uh, no, that was it. I'm not giving them the whole spiel again because that's not what we do here at the Podcast Chronicles. We Thanks care for about tuning in. We'll see you next episode. We love you guys. Peace. Peace. You're very lovely with the fans. I like that. I hope they like it too. They're, they might be a little creeped out. Peace. Peace.